Hello and welcome back to the Joyfully Raising Brands podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lee. The Joyfield Brand podcast and membership is geared towards grandparents raising grandchildren with a focus on community, resource, and love. We hope to shine a light on the positive actions that we can take every day to become our best selves, serve our grandchildren well, and find joy every day. We are always up to something, and you can always find out what we're up to at lauraleellc.com. We're on Instagram at lauraleellc or Facebook at Laura Lee, and would love to hear from you. We are so excited to introduce you to the Joyfully Raising Grands Grand Family Nation, which opens on March 1st. This membership community is just getting started, and I am holding a space for you and your grand family. The community is built in a private Facebook group for now where members can freely interact with me and each other on all topics related to raising grandchildren in a positive and caring way. Each month, there is a guest expert meetup held in a live interactive format where members can listen in, ask questions, and discuss these topics real time. And there is a monthly family night, which will also be a live gathering with a range of collaborative activities. The family night event is built as a way for grand families to spend time together with other grand families engaged in games, crafts, or other fun activities. Both the expert guest meetups and the family nights are recorded and videos are available to all members. The membership also gets what we call Joy Gems. These are short conversations with podcast guests that are only available to the membership. The Joyfully Raising Grands Grand Family Nation membership community is a place where grand families can join hands and hearts to come together. We offer this community for the benefit of combined resources to increase our joy, boost competence, raise confidence, and enhance family connections. Our community desires to decrease the stress, anxiety, and isolation that sometimes is involved in the huge responsibility of raising our precious grandchildren. I hope to see you there when the membership opens on March 1st. And the Joy-Filled Subscription Box store is open. You can find the monthly subscription at myjoyfilled.com. You won't be disappointed in a small investment in you each month. I am so happy to serve you in this way. On today's episode, I am excited to introduce you to Melanie Prather-Studer. Melanie is a wife, mom, educator, speaker, and parenting mentor. She is the mom of three great kids in their teens and early 20s. She's a teacher of preschool, elementary, and middle school. You could say that she has seen it all. Her blog, Parenting High Schoolers, is where she shares ideas for parents of teens, mom self-care, resources, insights, and inspiration for you as you travel this road called life. You can also find her on YouTube where she shares short sound bites about life with teens. Raising kids today is very different from even a decade or two ago. For many of us raising grandchildren, Melanie's advice for navigating the teen years is true gold.
Melanie, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking the time to meet with us today. And I'm excited for you to share with our listeners because I know that you will bring such value to them with just some solid and concrete tips and hints and things that they can do every single day to make the world a better place for themselves and their teens as they grow up. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you are, how you got into this um, exclusive parenting role and how you like to share with others. Okay, sure. Um, So I am in Columbia, Missouri, which is the very middle of that state where where the university is. So if you need to get to Kansas City or St. Louis, you just go either you go right through Columbia. I am a wife. I am a mom. I have three boys, 24, 21 and 17. I have taught school, elementary, middle school, and preschool. Preschool is kind of my jam, I have decided, which I would never have thought that um, as a younger person ever, but I just, they're so sweet. I love them. So that's, and I do that right now currently. That's what I, it's kind of my part-time job. But the reason I got into this whole blogging, podcast guesting, you know, writing a book was when our oldest turned 14, he turned into this semi-surly, didn't want to come out of his room kind of thing. And we were like, oh, wait a minute. That's not, you know, that's not how we raised you. And, you know, and I've gone on to do research and realize that, you know, part of that wanting to be alone is totally normal. But I also, you know, we realized, okay, that's fine. You can have that, but we're going to put limits on it. And I think that's a lot of times parents of teens don't realize it they can and should be putting limits on some of the behaviors like gaming and like solitude. And they need to have really high expectations too. Like, you know, uh, you, you need to help around the house, you know, you need whatever it is that you are wanting uh, to do or wanting them to do. Like, it's okay for you to expect that. Um, And so that's, that's where all that started about, well, let's see, my oldest is, 24. So it is about 10 years ago. This all kind of started. I've been blogging now for almost five years. I have looked at your blogs and I think your topics are amazing. Some that I tagged for myself to take a look at later. Do you have some favorites? My newest post 29 ways to help prepare for college was sort of, I gathered all, I was like, oh my gosh, I've written so many things about getting ready for college. And I think the thing that a lot of parents need to realize, grandparents as well, is that college may not be where your kid wants to go, but all of the things together are things to think about and things to just consider. I also have some, a couple of my favorites are like, you know, seven things to remember if you love a teenager, because they are prickly and they don't necessarily act like they want to be loved. And I think they don't realize how much they need us. And I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit for just, we are the people they need and we need to just go with it right? and press through that and continue to, like I said, you know, have scheduled intentional conversations with them and make sure that they happen. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. When my my own kids were growing up, we had always intentionally not just 
made efforts to maintain the relationship with us and our kids, but also with grandparents, with extended family. I just feel like there's so much really good influence that comes from those connections and almost almost a responsibility or an obligation for kids when they know that they're going to be talking with grandma or they're going to be talking with, you know, Uncle Charlie or whoever to just share, you know, what's going on in the world. So we definitely are um, all about those connections and family days. So how did you get started doing the writing? Was it did the speaking come first or did the writing come as a part of that? I felt like, you know, I was, I, I'm such a, like a nerd, like I, I'm mostly I'm a reader. So I would uh, talk to my friends. I, I had what I call a mentor moms. I, I did a YouTube video on that. Like, I think it's so important for us to remember that there are people on the path ahead of us and we need to find them. So if you have like a break, a band kid, find a band mom that's, you know, been in it for a couple of years and ask questions or, you know, like my son just started lacrosse in the middle of the pandemic. Well, I knew no, I'd never even seen a game. And so I searched out those moms of the seniors and I'm like, tell me the, you know, what are the rules? And, and it's such a good way to meet friends too, because that becomes such a challenge at midlife as I'm sure your audience has discovered. But so to back up, when I started researching this, this issue that we were having with our son, um, I started taking notes, like copious notes. And my husband finally just said, you should write a book. And everybody, I would just start, I was like, I don't know, we're trying this right now. And my friends are like, you should write a book. And I was like, well, not everything is working. You know, we're just trying. And I ended up writing a book. So, but kind of at the same time, a girlfriend of mine that had moved to Florida from here, we sort of talked about like, what could we do to sort of stay in touch? So we started the blog together and then she ended up having family, you know, not necessarily drama, but she needed to be more focused on her parents and um, a, a brother that was not well. So she dropped out and it took me about, a, that was in 2019 and a it took me about a year to decide, okay, this really is, I'm passionate about this. I've really gotten into this. I love writing. And I was actually more the writer of the blog. Anyway, she did more the tech side of it, which I really miss her. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in the meantime, I found people that can help me do that kind of stuff. And I just have continued, well, you know, and, you, and then your kids are growing and you're learning more. Um we went through the whole college process. We've done the community college. Now my middle son is going to start trade school. So I feel like our experiences have lent themselves to me. You know, I just am a lifelong learner. I guess I just like, I just love learning. And then I just spill it out into a blog post. So if you would have told me I would have loved writing, you know, even 10 years ago, I was like, no, I don't. That not really, but now I like <laughs> almost would rather write than you know read a good book. So anyway, More that all kind of and then speaking, that was another thing. I had to kind of get over myself. I had to sort of learn to own my message and know that you know I don't know everything and my kids aren't perfect, but somebody might get some help if they hear what I have to say. And so I had a friend, a different friend online that encouraged me to, she's like, you should talk on some podcast. You've got your book now. And, um, that was sort of my entree into thinking, well, okay. So, and I really enjoy it now. It's, you know, I like sharing, you know, that it's okay to not know everything. So just keep looking, look for the answers. I hope I have some answers for you, but I also 
link to so many other helpful places. All of my blog posts are really interconnected to each other, but I also have lots of friends in the blogging sphere that blog for, you know, college, parents of college, empty nest is a new and soon to be happening to us kind of thing too. So all of that is kind of combined. I feel like in a lot of ways that everything I've done in, in life has sort of led me to, to where I am now. Um, or maybe it's helped to prepare, you know, for, uh, what I'm doing now. It's, it's just an interesting road. I always say that we have got a, um, we've got a really comical, uh, creator because I can remember as a really young woman, all I used to say, I just want to be a mom. I just, I don't really want to work. I don't, I don't have any great desires for a career. I just want to be a mom. And, um, you know, in the early years that just wasn't, it wasn't in the stars for me. I had to work. I had to be outside of the house. And then, you know, my kids for whatever reason were eight years apart. So there was a huge gap in them. And at the time I was feeling really called to do foster care. So we did that. And the first call was two kids who in age were just smack right in the middle of my two. So then we had a house of four and over the next few years, we did take on some other kids as well. And there were times that we had six teenagers in the house. So I feel for you. I feel like it, it, it was a great learning tool, right? For where I am. And do you only use YouTube for your podcast? Right now, I just have a YouTube channel besides the the blog. So, and a lot of it is similar content. I should be better about like connecting the two. And I do connect them when they, when there is a natural matching, but a lot of times, like I'll think, you know, during the week, like when I'm on a podcast or I actually put makeup on, cause I don't certainly have to put makeup on to go teach my four-year-old. <laughs> but if I'm like, Oh, what should, what could I talk about? You know? So I try to tape a bunch ahead of time. I try to keep them less than 10 minutes because people don't have time. You know, when I first started, they were a little bit longer. I don't think any of them are longer than 15, but there's so many things that come up in the news or that I've seen on YouTube yes. myself, or somebody will mention something in a post on Facebook. So I just kind of have a note in my phone and I'm like, Ooh, what can I find out about that? So I'll do, you know, a real quick deep dive. And, um, just, I just, I don't know. I, it's just sort of become my mission. Um, you know, I, it, like you said, the cre- our creator has such a sense of humor because, the fact that I feel like I can even speak to any of this is so random. Like I, I would know, I'm a very much of an introvert. So if, if there were a room full of people here, I would be so happy to talk to you in the corner because I'm alone. I could talk to, you know, a whole audience of whoever's listening. Cause it's just me. Um, so that's kind of strange too. People are like, wow, you're so brave. And I'm like, I'm really not. I just, I've gotten comfortable. I've been doing it for over a year now. And, and I hope that, you know, the people that come across my, my little channel are, you know, gaining any kind of help. You know, I try to vary the topics, you know, dating, um, and, and, you know, speaking of dating, it's like another thing that people just don't put limits on. And I feel like we, I don't know, our kids tell us, Oh, you're so strict. And I'm like, okay, well, good. We're doing our job, but (laughs) they're, you don't, they don't have to be with whoever, you know, little girlfriend, like every night of the week. And we just felt like, you know, our family's still really important. You're not, you're 15 or whatever the age was. And I don't know. I just, 
I just feel like limits are something that you should not be afraid to use. Dating is just one topic, right? Where there right, should be right. limits. But, you know, many of our listeners are grandparents, right? Raising grandchildren. And here's the bottom line is that raising kids today is a whole lot different than raising kids even 20 years yes, ago, you know? Yes. And so I think that for our listeners in particular, the, the tips and, and the, you know, it just has so much value because even if our listeners have thought that they had it down, they've got it down great. Like listening to your tips today, they're very relevant today. And I think that it is worth a listen, you know, jump over on your YouTube channel and just, just, you know, <laughs> you can peruse the topics and know that life yeah. today is really different than it was, you know, a decade or two ago. Right. And we can't even like, and I'm, so I'm in my late fifties, I'm getting ready to be a grandma. I, I think I told you that. And Congratulations. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm so excited. Um, but I think even as a mom, when I talk to my mom, I, I can't ask her some of these things because she has no clue any. And when she does try to insert her opinion and God love her, I, but I'm like, you have no idea, mother, you have no <laughs> clue. And that doesn't mean that what she has to say isn't or could not be helpful, but that's where I have really found the mentor mom that's just a hand, you know, a, a couple years ahead of me, whether it's an age or experience of whatever it is. I feel so strongly that we need to rely on each other. You know, it takes a village. It takes so much more than a village. And I also think we need to just give ourselves credit for knowing, like, I know, like when our oldest son started drifting away from us. I knew in my gut that that was not right, that we could do something about that. And so rather than letting it just continue on and a hope, oh, I'm going to cross my fingers. I hope things get better. We were intentional. We really started limiting his solitude and we started scheduling really short conversations to get back in the habit because all through their childhood, we would meet every time they got a grade card. And then we were like, oh, you know, we've done pretty well. He'll be okay. And that's where it all fell apart was because we left him alone and he needed us more than ever. And I think that's where we, parents of teens, young tweens even, have dropped the ball because that, I think they need us almost as much, maybe not as, maybe not as much as when they're infants and you need to change their diaper and make sure they eat and sleep and all that. But this is second. I mean, absolutely. You can drift through those middle years, but the best thing about is you use those middle years to set up some systems that work for you and then continue them when they are. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some of the systems. So you mentioned that you scheduled time to talk. So did you have specific topics that you wanted to talk about? Like when you, if you were scheduling time, like were you legitimately scheduling time? Legitimately. So this is mom time. This is mom yeah. time. So we, like I said, at, when we, when they were little, the main time was like around grades, whether they were good or bad. We always met with each of the boys um, and talked like, what could we do to improve this? And, oh my gosh, you had a great, you know, whatever it was. And then we also would use that time to talk about, okay, what one sport are you going to play next? You know, and there was always overlap, but we really tried to limit that because again, our family was to us, our most important thing. Um, so when they were little, it was more, it was pretty generic, but we started talking as they got a little bit older, you know, what, what do you, what do you think you're like getting ready for middle school is a great time. It's like, what do you think you, what classes would you think you want to take and how come, and just have these conversations and get to know what your kids are thinking. 
And so, like I said, with our oldest, when we, we had drifted away, we realized there were so many things that we needed to talk to him about and find out from him. So I just got a spiral notebook, like literally this isn't it, but here's a spiral notebook. I mean, it is, and, and his looks probably about like this. I mean, it is so trashed. So I had one for each of the boys and in the front of it, each time we would have a conversation and we tried to do it at least once a month, once we started this again of, you know, where are you at? How are your grades? You know, are you having any issues? Like we talk about friendships, like just general things. And, um, I think the, the link that I gave you to share is some of the conversations to have and just ways to, um, ways to do that. And my suggestion is if you haven't been doing this, start really small, like literally maybe even five minutes, Um, especially if they are teenagers, because they need to learn to a trust you that it's only going to be five minutes, like set the timer and they'll go, oh, because you'll probably be in the middle of a conversation at five minutes, but you'll say, you know what? I really want to respect your time. And I really want us to continue to have conversations. Do you want to keep talking? We could set the timer for five more minutes or what about next Sunday to finish this or, you know, whatever the case may be. And there's going to be times life's going to interrupt. So always reschedule. Like if it can't happen, somebody's sick or you've got to be out of town for a soccer game or whatever it is, make sure you're doing it. And then in the back of the notebook, we would write down ideas that we had, like as they occurred to us, like somebody would say, oh, you know, so-and-so was drinking at a party. Okay. So have we covered that? No. So we would just write down the things that we wanted to talk about. Like, what would you do if you were at a party, you know, and this was happening? What do you think you should do? You know, all those kinds of things. And the reason the notebook came around was because we would end up spending time in the beginning of our conversations saying, okay, well, we decided this. And when did you find out about this? And they were like, no, we didn't. So it was sort of a, a way to keep track so that accountability for all of us because uh, it wasn't just that, you know, the kids that were forgetting a lot of times I was like, oh, shoot, I was, you know, I was supposed to contact, you know, the coach or whatever. I don't know, not the coach, but because I don't believe in that. I think the kids should talk to the coach. So that's kind of where that came from. And I do have links and a couple of my blog posts to other principles that are just a simple system of how, you know, like a, a sheet that would talk to you about like this week, we're going to, they're like four little circles, like what's the topic, you know, what are your concerns? What are you proud about? Like, you know, keep it really, you want it to be upbeat and there are going to be serious conversations, but the first few times you do it, if you're just starting, keep it really upbeat, keep it really short and then add in because you're never going to get them to buy into that system. If you don't, you know, make cookies and um, set that timer and let them start and learn to trust that you mean, if, if you said 15 minutes, you're going to, at 15 minutes, you're going to say, okay, it's been 15 minutes. Or do you, are you feeling like we're finished or should we add on or reschedule or whatever? Because if they learn that you really do mean you want to talk to them, but that you're not going to monopolize their time. I think they, they learn, they learn so much. They learn that they're important to you. And they learn that they can trust you. And those are two huge things. Yeah, they're very, very important. And just for the listeners, we will put the links to the opt-in and and the other um, contact information 
in the show notes so that folks will be able to find you and uh, be able to to grab that opt-in because I'm sure that they'll find it really to be a really great resource too. On YouTube, you talk a little bit about mom self-care um, and some resources and inspiration. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what you sure. offer? I think a lot of times this is another thing moms I don't know that we forget. We just don't take the time to take care of ourselves. And I have found as the mom of, you know, 20 somethings that as I have evolved as a mom, as an, a woman that I am, I'm just a better person. If I have taken the time to take care of myself. One of the reasons I started Joy Filled was to to get that out there, to just provide an option, you know? (laughs) And it's, and I, it's so easy to forget ourselves in this scurry and hurry and, oh my gosh, all this stuff needs to be done. And it does need to be done. I'm not saying don't do it, but I also feel like when I, and I am so not a morning person, but when I went, I went back to work full-time a couple years ago and taught a couple years. And then we got our, the two overlapping college kids we're not overlapping anymore. I'm like, please, can I go back to like my five part-time jobs? And my husband was like, yes, because it was all <laughs> in that time. I realized that no matter how early I had to get up for my job anyway, I got up an hour earlier and it was my time to have my cup of coffee, to have my devotion, to sit in the dark. If I wanted, I always light a candle. Now I just sort of have this little ritual and even my kids are like, mom, we cannot believe you get up so early, but I have continued to do that. Even though I don't have to get up so early because that is my time. I do now start to try to get some work done as well, but I, they need to see me taking care of myself. I wish my husband would be as good about it as I am, because I, I just know I am so much more at peace. I have, you know, my cup is full and I have more to give to everyone in the process. And I just think, like you said, you know, you become more joy filled. If you are filling your own cup, whether it's with God or coffee or a good book, like whatever is your jam, do it, you know, or do a combination. One of my favorite blog posts I wrote on Christmas Eve one year, I like woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I have this idea and it's called 415 and it's like, so give yourself 15 minutes on four things, you know, your quiet time, a little exercise, a little cleaning. And I'm going to forget what the fourth one is, but I like, that's doable, you know, do it. And if you don't have that time in a day, cut it down to 10, but do it. Because again, if you neglect yourself you're, you just, I'm so much more negative when I don't take the time to do this. I'm, I'm crabby. I I'm actually even more tired. Like even if I don't get up and do what I need to do, then I'm behind, you know, cause I've got my routine. So I, I really, um, and that's something I'm going to try to be more intentionally about writing about this year. I've got about three or four blog posts about it and same with the YouTube, but I just, it's so important. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you can't, ultimately you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And we, as the, the female of the household, just um, are very often taking care of everyone else's needs and getting things done and keeping the schedule going and doing the laundry and getting things out the door and running the taxi for the rest of the kids to get where they need to be. And we just don't take time for us. And it's really 
um, it's really just impossible to be the best you, to give the best that you have to give, unless you have filled yourself up first. January's box was a whimsical box, and of course, getting it in preparation for Valentine's Day. So we're all about the Valentine's Day gnomes and whimsy and, you know, just, you know, a silly thing that, gosh, if it's an experience of 15 minutes that you can take and scan the QR code and put on the playlist and enjoy, you know, a few minutes to yourself. Couldn't agree more with that philosophy. I'm not sure if we got to the point that we talked about your book. It's called College Bound. It's the ultimate list of conversations to help your teen through high school. And honestly, I wish people would read it in middle school. But it's 14 conversations. Obviously, I know and you know and everyone knows there's way more than 14 conversations that we need to have with our kids. But I really tried to to distill down the 14 that I felt like if I didn't cover anything else, these would be where I would start. I don't think I would change them now. I think I could write another book with more. I talk about terms that you should know in the beginning because a lot of it is college bound, but I do, you know, in my intro, I talk about the fact that there are so many options for kids. Now there's trade school, there's military, there's gap year, there's because you could go into the you know the real world. I mean, some people just don't ever care about any of that other stuff. And that's, I think that's as parents, we need to be okay with what they're playing. As long as they have a plan, like not just laying on your couch for the rest of their life, that's not a good plan. That's not, that is not a plan. This conversation is so important because grandparents have not, the grandparents that are listening to this podcast, these are things that they have not thought about, right? That they, they weren't planning to reparent to repurpose parenting. And I think it's just so important to, to get in front of it. Dude, these topics are, are critical in the success of this young person that we're putting out into the world. And right. regardless of how we got here, we're here and we need to, you know, we need to remember these things. So again, just really grateful. Right. for your So I have terms to know if college is the route, but they also, you know, conversation what, number one is like, what's the big deal? And I talk about the fact that like, what, is college debt look like and why I'm not saying that you should, that your kids shouldn't have some debt. We've been able to, we've managed to avoid it so far, but I think if you're smart about it and you're purposeful again, and there's a plan for after, if there is debt, then okay. But a lot of these kids are graduating with this unbelievable amount of debt and there's no plan. They have no idea that they, that their first job is not even going to pay the bills. So I think that we need to be really, and that's another conversation is you've got to be honest with your kids or your grandkids. How much money is there for Mm -hmm. college? And if there is none, like for us, my husband had gone to optometry school. His undergrad had been paid for by his parents, but he had two years of prerequisites and four years of optometry school. He was uh, almost $150,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. And we over the years managed to pay it. But then, you know, our oldest was like five years away from college. We had never saved. So in those five years, we started saving and we were able to pay tuition, but he had to be very careful about where he chose to go to school. And it be, we were a team. And I think that's, it kind of makes it fun. Like if you're honest even if you don't want to be, even if you hate telling your child, like you can't go to the school of your dreams and, you know, but I think he knows that we are living in the real world and we've done everything we can. And I think if our kids understand and they know that we're on the same page with them, they're not going to make 
crazy decision, you know, or at least you're going to be able to have more impact on that decision-making process. So my biggest advice when you're starting these conversations and use the notebook hundred percent is just, this is more like a resource book. Like I would say, read the whole thing and then go back and pick the conversations that you feel like are the most important for your family or your situation. You may not even do all 14 of these. You may, but it may lead to other ones, which I hope it does. Um, or it may give you the idea that sparks, you know, yeah, I'm going to use this one, but then I think this leads to three others about whatever it is. Um, it's just kind of a starting point. It's please talk to your t- kids and the younger you start, the better. I, somebody was like, Oh my gosh, my grandson is talking about, and I literally read this two days ago. My grandson is so worried about college already. Well, don't let him worry. Start the conversation. Why are you worried? Um, you know, what, what is it that you think you want to do? And a lot of times what they want to do, they, at this point, yeah, you know, 12, it's going to change 50 times, but maybe they won't need to go to college. My son has decided to go to trade school after community college, which was essentially free. He will be paid to learn how to be a lineman starting at 20, somewhere between 28 and $40 an hour off the bat to learn how to do this. And I'm like, who, who knew this? And, um, we had a couple people pushed back in the, you know, on one side of the family. And I was just like, you have no idea. Like this, A, he's a hands-on boy. School was never his jam. And he's going to make more than his brother who graduated, thankfully, that free. But he's just not got a great starter job right now. I mean, he will eventually be fine. But he's going to make twice his salary yeah, to start. So I just think don't, don't anyone have a closed mind. Don't just just listen. And you can guide, if you start young enough, you can kind of guide those conversations and those decisions and have them do research. That's one of the things I recommend is, oh, you think you want to be an actor? Well, let's look into that. Like how much could you get paid? Where would you need to live? You know, how would you make, you know, follow the story of some of the people you like and find out like how long it took them to get to where they are. That was a conversation we had with one of our boys and it ended up being, he's like, oh, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want to do that after all. So, but he had fun being in plays and, you know, in high school and college and he found, you know, it's, it's a hobby, but he did not need to make that his career. That doesn't mean somebody else couldn't do it. I mean, there it's, it's possible. Just, yeah. just talk, talk to them, listen, listen, probably way more than you talk. That's the other thing is I think we think we know it all and we do know a lot. But they do too. I think we don't, we need to give them more credit for what's going through their heads. Just so important for these grants who are just rethinking parenthood, right? Getting back into the, into the conversations that need to happen. So it's just a, it's a great topic for them. So you have now started doing some parenting classes as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, I have a parenting course that is five modules and it's, it's really back to the conversation thing. It's just like how breaks it down into steps that I feel like are manageable for parents, grandparents, whoever, guardians to apply some of what I talk about. I mean, I would love to think that eventually, I I think a lot of people are into coaching. I don't know that I know enough to be somebody's coach, but um, 
through my email that I send every week, I've had such good ongoing conversations with so many of my readers that have just expressed appreciation or have asked questions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for asking a question because now I can go look for that information for you. And I always, you know, I try to follow up and, you know, even if it's just to say, hey, check out my latest blog post or again, being helpful in any way that I can. Some people don't want to read or watch YouTube, but maybe they would like a course or maybe they do like to read and they want to pick up my book or, you know, just trying to be as well-rounded of a informationalist. (laughs) That's a good word. Is it a video course or is it a live course interactive? When I first released it, it was both, but right now it's just the modules. It's just already pre-recorded, and I've got each module has its own tons of freebies and like printouts and that I've created. I try to make them be helpful. So I will say that I have been on the website, looked around, and there are so many diverse topics. Everything from gift guides for holidays to decorating rooms and, you know, some of the things that you have already mentioned as far as conversations and just all sorts of wonderful ideas. So I I just really encourage our listeners to go take a look there because there are, um, there is something for everyone to be found. Thank you. And I really try, I do send a weekly Sunday email and Everyone's like, oh, I don't want another newsletter. Well, I try to link out to not just parenting stuff. Like I want fun stuff for me. Like I link to like a cute t-shirt that I found for Valentine's. It's not dumb, you know, um, mm-hmm. or like I found a, a post about a gal was like, you know, did you know women should be drinking 11 glasses of water a week? Well, I know I'm supposed to drink water, but, and she's like five easy ways to get your water. And I'm like, okay, as well as parenting teens, I give a challenge. I, I link to a scholarship every week, you know, and the, the requirements are different and the awards are different. So like one week, it might be a $200 award for just girls. The next week, it might be open to everyone. And that's a $5,000. So I try to be as helpful to parents as possible while still having some fun in there too. Is there anything Mel, that you would like to leave our listeners with something that you want to make sure that we touch on? Perhaps we haven't talked about already. I think we've had a really great conversation. I would say (laughs) just be, listen to your gut, listen to your kids and just, you know, and, and plan schedule these conversations, you know, let your child come up with some of the topics too. I didn't mention that, you know, they may have questions or concerns or worries. It can be a, it's 50, 50, like it's a partnership. So form a team. And, and again, like I'm not opposed to family meetings. We did those, but really these conversations need to be either one-on-one with you. Like if you're a single parent or the kid to the set of parents, whatever that looks like, because there are so many things that need to be talked about in these, you know, you just have so many, just short amount of time. Yeah. And it goes fast. It goes so fast. (laughs) I am, I am my youngest. I only have him for a year and a half. We just did a senior schedule and I was just like teary eyed and he goes, mom, are you okay? And I'm like, well, no, not really. But, and I, and we've gotten so close through the pandemic. He would have been not probably my, I mean, I love all my boys, but he was the youngest. He was wild ADHD. Like I struggled with him a lot and he is 
comes, I mean, it, he has just come so far and I just, and I think part of it was we were together and I think that's been one benefit of COVID. I think some people are going crazy and we definitely had those moments, but you don't, we'll never get that time back again. So I, I'm a nerd. I loved it. <laughs> I agree. There were definitely some benefits and some really great things that came out of it for sure. Well, I thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here and thank you for such wonderful tips. We will, um, if you want to tell people where is the best place to reach you. And as I mentioned earlier, we'll certainly link that in the show notes. Okay. Well, my website is parentinghighschoolers.com. And from there, you can get almost anywhere. My email is mel at parentinghighschoolers.com. And almost all of my social links are parenting high schoolers. There's just, I think, one that's not anymore. So um, yeah, if you want to reach out, I would love to have you follow me, comment, ask me questions. Let's join in this journey of parenting, grandparenting, whatever that is together. Yep. I appreciate that so much. Thanks again. Thank you. I am so grateful for this time with Melanie. The conversation was so good with so many great ideas for practical actions we can use to ease the teen years on everyone. I would love to hear what tips you found helpful from today's episode. Look for the promo ad for this episode on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what spoke to you. As always, thank you so much for listening today. It is my absolute pleasure to serve you in this way. If you found this podcast meaningful to you, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps elevate the algorithm and allows more grandparents to find us. We'll see you next time.